Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks in a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders and this week I'm your hunk. Mm. I'm Doge and a chunk, a chunk. My dad's been captured by a chunk. And I'm Carter. She wants to meet me at the chunk of the Empire State Building on Valentine's Day. That I maybe maybe I'm imagining it, but I feel like I heard a little bit of Tom Hanks in your voice while you were saying that. I didn't. I wasn't. I I, 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 yeah. was, I was afraid yeah. to try. Yeah. Maybe I could though. I'll try next time. Yeah, give it a shot. So next happens. time there's a Tom Hanks. Sure. Okay. Hey, what did you say about yourself? I said I'm the hunk. Why? Um, because my home in which I live, my apartment, was affected by the Dallas power outage this last week. I was without electricity for so is it like four a, days. Is it a pity hunk? <clears throat> Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Is this like when you go like tell a really sad story about yourself to try and get a rose on The Bachelorette? I think it's more like, look, <laughs> look what I survived. Gotcha. <laughs> look look how far I've come. Threw away about $100 worth of food me. from the freezer and refrigerator. <laughs> oh, Dang, that's us. We had just gone grocery shopping. Oh, it's fine. we did it's that Good thing we got so it's much fine. podcast money coming in. Yeah, rolling. In the, <laughs> we made, what, 70 cents total? No, we've actually Point made oh seven cents. 0. 0.07 That's cents right. That's very funny. From an ad that never ran. So, yeah, thanks. Place we won't mention. Because you're mean. <laughs> and you didn't run your ad with us. I can't imagine why. <laughs> So yeah, I'm uh, I'm the hunk because of emotional fortitude and my AC works again and I love it. So what's it, it what's it. been the sort of of your return to the 21st century? What's mm-hmm. been the biggest cuz I imagine it's a lot like Captain America waking up after 70 years like <laughs> sure. 3 days without power. What's it like? Well, what, what what thing in the modern world do I take for granted? YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I missed it. I uh 
my power was out during the uh, Nintendo Direct for E3, uh, so I had to watch it on my phone like an idiot. Oh, no. On your phone, dude. That, isn't that a smaller screen than a, little, a TV? A little bit, yeah. That stinks. My phone is huge, but yeah, it's, it's a little bit. <laughs> it's that little is, bit it is kind of weird. Yeah, I carry How around. How you ride a, it everywhere. <laughs> I carry around an Insignia 32-inch television screen with me at all times and make my calls on Hello? <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear you. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's my, my hunkiness for this week. We're glad you made it. Thanks, me too. We are, we're, we are glad you made it. We are. Excellent. You know what else we were all glad about? It's the summer, baby. Yeah. Summer of love, that Bam. is. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. We had a long conversation. <laughs> we had a long conversation about whether or not we were going to even run that particular <laughs> section of the episode. And I think what ended up winning is how absolutely hysterical it is. Yeah. yeah. Can we say that about our own joke? I think that's fine. I think it's, I think we can say that because it's dumb. Yeah, yeah, because it's so it's powerfully dumb. Yeah, like its its own stupidity is almost amazing. It has yeah. a special stupid stank on it, huh? Yeah, like, yeah. It really does. It, it smells a little like dum dum. It does smell like dum dum. And I mean, it's the spirit of the summer of love. Sure, but it's it's okay to like love other things. But hey, love yourself. Yeah, yeah. Love who you are. Hey, baby. And I you love can who go we and are. love yourself. Hey, here's here's a little look behind the curtain. We mostly improv everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The stuff that even gets, I mean, a lot of the work is done afterwards in the post-production. And there's two camps of people when Carter said we mostly improv everything. One camp is, yeah, we can tell. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and then the other camp is, the other camp is, well, I sure hope none of it was planned. <laughs> the other is, and you leave it in the show still? It's kind of two sides <laughs> of the same coin, I think, to that. Okay, cool. Hey, love what you love. Sure. But yeah, Summer of Love, part two. Return Here we to are. Summer. Yeah. Sorry, not part two. Summer of Love 2. Return to Summer. Dangerous. No parts. Gotta get that nomenclature correct. And the first movie of Summer of Love 2, Return to Summer, is Sleepless Sleepless in in Seattle. Seattle. And boy, howdy. Not a lot of sleep going on, huh? Not a lot of sleep in Seattle. Almost none. Pretty pretty much not any. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) before we jump in, Doge, would you mind um, supplying Carter and myself with one of your patented... World famous synopsi? Yes. <laughs> I would mind. No, thank you. <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle. A recently widowed man's son calls a radio psychiatrist to help his dad find a new wife. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, his dad's not sleeping at night and they live in Seattle. And so the radio psychiatrist dubs him Sleepless in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Across the country, a unhappily engaged woman hears this radio show and is determined that Sleepless in Seattle could be her destiny. Ooh. Hijinks ensue. <laughs> and trust me, they go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, kind of the, the jumping off point for Sleepless in Seattle. Sure Guys, I had never seen this movie before. Me neither. Okay. Whoa, I was the only one who had seen it? Yeah. Hey, how of, fun. of our list of six movies, there's only one that I have seen before Wait, really? this. Yes. I've seen all but this one and next week. Seen them all. So, there you go. Um, Yeah, this, when the name was revealed, like why it's called this, I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. I never knew why it was called this This is actually really fun for two-thirds of this podcast to like, I love that people are going to get to listen to this with a couple of people that was their first viewing. Yeah. That's semi-rare. Definitely rare in the rom-com. Sure, yeah. I feel like super rare for this one too. I don't know how, I, I just... I missed it, I guess. Yeah, there are a couple of gaps in my movie knowledge that shouldn't be there. And right. some 
some hugely popular rom-coms and romance movies are in those gaps a lot of times. Really? Gotcha. Yeah. Like I haven't seen uh, Harry and Sally. When Harry met Sally, I haven't seen... Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen <laughs> Harry, Harry and, and Sally. Sally's Big Vacation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two Harry, Two Sally. <laughs> You've got mail, any of those. So stuff. you don't like Meg Ryan? Um, Actually, I don't <gasps> love Meg Ryan. Uh, okay. she's, not, she's not my super dump by any means. I just, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this movie to me... Um, suffered because of lack of interaction with our leads, and I would have liked to see her yeah, they got have two some minutes. chemistry. But two minutes of on screen. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't blown away by Meg Ryan, to be honest. Okay, so interesting. I know that cool. a lot of people view her as like the queen of a lot of this stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah, not to me. Yeah. So uh, Who we rate saddest, it. We can rate it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> saddest opening to a movie. Yeah, uh, it's pretty sad. Yeah. Very sad. There's Very lots, sad. Of, lots of times when this movie is way sadder than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Um, kind of a, a bummer place to immediately start is yeah. right after the death of- Cool shot, though. His wife. To have yeah. kind of the, I don't know what they're doing with the camera to then show downtown. Well, I like, they're on the hill and then they like, it's not like a complete just pan out. There's like a, other yeah. things yeah. happening. So it, yeah. zo- it zoomed out and I, I looked at Kat <clears> and I said, that's not Seattle. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> so, and it wasn't. It was because they're about to move. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, I love right out of the gate Tom Hanks for sure. I mean, oh, very much. He's so good in this. On. Yeah. Dude he's, he's, he's done every genre well, except unless you can find one for me. Tom Hanks just isn't built for an action movie. Am I right? The closest thing I can think da of Vinci would be Code? Saving Private Ryan. Oh, Saving Private Ryan. But I, I guess war epics it's and action different. movies are different. Yeah. And I, I would you say, know what though? Then I'm I'm going to take that out of my brain because he did a war movie well. Sure. And, so and then, Catch Me If You Can is more of a thriller, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, it's got some action sequences. He's good. Well, He's got a pretty effortless a car chase in Toy Story. So there is. He does sound very good with action. Yeah. Oh, he sounds great with action. He does. He doesn't have a very standout voice. I think that's why I didn't try to impersonate him. See, I, yeah. But it's I, very recognizable. That's it. Yes. I, I could p- pick him out of any group. Yep. But it's hard to do, I think, an impression of because it is just a voice. But It's just his, yeah. It's right. his regular voice. There's not a lot yeah. of idiosyncrasy to it or like anything to latch on to and be weird about. It's just that's how Tom Hanks is. You know, Bridge of sounds. Spies was kind of action-y too. He's just not doing the action. Sure. Yeah. He's not He did it Saving Private Ryan though. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. There you go. Let's yeah. Tom it. Hanks did a great job, <laughs> and this this little kid is good too. Jonah. Oh man, he's great. Kid is great. It's pretty fun. He's not Elliot. It's kind of unfortunate for Jonah that Elliot was last week. Sure. Yeah. Um, but he did a great job. But he did do a really good. I job. I think you tricked me into it. Jonah is my super pump. Hey. Okay. Cool. I'm not normally a child actor guy. I don't. I don't typically love the kids in movies. Something about Jonah was absolutely killing me. He's like he, charming. He was far and away the funniest part. Laugh out loud funny for most of this movie for me. Oh, yeah. he is funny. And just the random things he knows. Let's, yeah. let's, that, let's like, hold on to that just okay, a little okay, bit. Let's get, let's get there a little bit. So, yeah. I want to talk about one scene in particular that I think you're also talking about. Okay. But um, this kid never did anything else. But at first, I thought he was the youngest Lawrence brother when he first came up on screen. You remember, oh, you remember yeah. the Lawrence brothers? Yeah. I thought he was the youngest one. Uh, not Joey. Or is it Joey? I don't remember. But Larry. I, I, Larry Lawrence. Yeah. That was his actual name? No. no. Oh, I was like, what a bad choice. <laughs> no. But I, something about his like facial structure, I was like, is that the youngest Lawrence? It's not. <laughs> but um, yeah. They, you have the facial structure of a Lawrence brother. So, <laughs> Has anyone ever told you that? Has <laughs> <laughs> anyone ever complimented your Lorenzian cheekbones? Every day. So Lorenzian right after we get, I got to get out of here, we're going to move. We get our title sequence and then we move on to 
Annie and uh, Walter. Walter. Yep. So Poor Walter. Bill Pullman yep. is so funny in this movie. He is yeah, funny. He's great. He plays such a great dork. Yeah. He is funny. I was, I'm not going to super dump on it, but because because we did that for, I think I super dumped for, was it Chris Evans? No, not Chris Evans. What's the name of the actor who, uh, in the notebook? James Marsden. James Marsden. I was like, that did not seem fair because he was a good dude. Yeah. It's kind of a similar it's thing. It's not abusive or anything, but like Walter's a sweet guy. He's just allergic to everything. Yeah. yeah. But she even mentions that he's a fantastic athlete, and I laughed out loud. I was like, that guy? Yeah. (laughs) And there's so much Seattle in here because, like, there was a fun trivia of how many of the people in Sleepless in Seattle had been an extra or co starred in an episode of Frasier. Frasier. Oh, interesting. So many. Um, But yeah, I'm a big fan of any rom com family eating scene. Yes. Yeah. Extended family. Completely agree. Yes. Just, there's just fun. That just had to be fun to film. So, having never seen this movie, I was 100% convinced that Walter was going to drop dead at this table. And it was going to be two people who just lost the loves of their just life. this morbid kind of... Right. Yeah. I think uh, I have, yeah. Having never seen it, I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to die. Yeah. I thought he was going to have an allergic reaction, be out of his <laughs> inhaler. And Pullman's and kind of a and, big actor, especially at that yeah. time. So yeah, that would have been funny. psycho me and yeah. kill off one of our mains. But, <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hitchcock spoilers ahead. <laughs> it's I called guess. Psycho, guys. Okay, chill. But um, yeah, the dinner scene is so good. It and is funny. Just uncomfortable. And I love yeah. the rapid fire reminder of who every person she's related to is. Yep. It's so real. That, yes. like, and the guy and is trying to make a, like, uncle or cousin or something is trying to make a deep connection with <laughs> Walter because he wants him to feel welcome. He's like, oh my gosh, I also am allergic to things. Yeah. Like bees. Just, <laughs> it's bees. It's I'm allergic, be- I'm to, bees. allergic bees. to bees. I'm allergic to bees. And they say he's outdoor almost, wedding and he goes, but the bees. But the bees, <laughs> yeah. He's like thinking to the past of yeah. like maybe an awful experience he's had or his That's just so fear good. of bees. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, funny. The dinner scene was so great. I liked it a lot. Um, then we have her with her mom, right? Yeah. And I, I really liked sort of that whole interaction with, yeah. you know, the wedding dress and look for magic. Now, I so I have a big problem with um, the fairy taleization of yeah. romance movies. Sure. Um, particularly, I feel like in this one, it is highly fairy tale. Like there's a connection. But only the parts I don't like in fairy tales. Like, huh. like I feel like it's all... Suspension of disbelief and none of the actual magic, if that makes any sense, okay. for the most part. Not the whole way through, but I feel like a lot of it is like, oh, it's it, they used the word kismet at one point. Oh, it's kismet. Every, everything's just working out so perfectly. And it's like, yeah, sure. Right. But without any of, there's no fairy godmother that's controlling things. Or, you guys tricked me. I'm going to have nothing left to talk about for the rest of this <laughs> episode. That's my super dump. Is it? My super dump is how like fatey this movie is. You know what I mean? How what? Fate-y. Oh, fate F-A-T-E dash Y. Fatty. Sorry, he's mispronouncing fatty. this movie Oh my gosh, that's so good. No, it's so like, and I think that's the reason, super spoilers to skip ahead, that's the reason our leads only get two minutes of screen time together is because it's not important whether they get along or whether they have a happy relationship because they're meant to be together. I think that's sort of what, yeah. And that, it just sucks. It rubs me the wrong way because there are so many real life relationships that get ruined because people expect that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Well, and I, I based on watching them interact separate, like with other people separate from one another, I honestly did not get the vibe that they were a good fit. 
Um, like, but were, I think the message of the movie is that that doesn't matter because they're meant to be together. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess that makes sense. There, I mean, there's going to be the people. There's there is a naive movie watcher for every genre. Sure. Yeah. Okay, and I don't think it's going to be. This is this was not, and I, I'm not even trying to compare the two, but this was not the. Oh, I love. Edward so much, I'm going to kill myself kind of right. concerns kind right. of thing. Right. But I think in a rom-com, like if you look under genre, in italics it says rom-com, it's going to be like this. Yeah. Especially in the 90s. Sure. Like, so I think that's the place for it. Now, what has happened is there are really well-made, and, and this was Oscar-nominated movie, by the way, it, during the time, but uh, for screenplay. It was uh, written directly for the screen. But there are like a lot of really good love stories that make sense in this show, the grittiness and the nastiness and the like, this is love, this is a different definition of love and stuff. That, sure. there, that is not the place for this. Right. Yeah. That doesn't mean you right. can't super dump that for this movie. But I'm just like, what were you expecting from sure. an iconic yeah, rom-com? No, you know? well, You're right. And, but I think that is part of coming in having never seen it. I didn't know right. what to expect. That's true. And it's it's frequently listed up there with other movies that I do love. For sure. And so, and not that I didn't like this movie, but yeah. like that was, that's not my super dump, but, but to me it was just a little like, okay, I guess I wasn't expecting it to be this reliant on things that are meant to happen yeah. will happen. And I, I mean? think, I think all of that was for the payoff of the end. Because, and I, I I thought of it as a payoff because I thought how fun, like you almost felt like the writer's room was like, what if we had a love story that ended with the line, nice to meet you? Yeah. yeah. Which is which is incredibly unique. Yeah. And there is some charm to that. And sure. so I was like, you I can't really agree. have that unless we have kind of the structure of what we do for the rest of the movie. And so yeah. I'm okay if we talk about the end real quick and then jump back to where we are in the story sure. just while we're on it. Because I don't want to forget this, but right. I actually... Started to love the ending and then had ended up having a problem with it. Okay. Um, because I, if it had been, oh, wow, you're Annie. Yeah, you're Sam. Wow, nice to meet you. Smile, handshake, jump away, show the Empire State Building, call it. It's That's the end. Right. Then I think I would have been like, that was kind of cool. But the like, grab her hand, like, it's time for us to go. Are you coming? Like, it's just like, are you already on a date? Like, instantaneously? Yeah. Like, that felt weird to me. Yeah. I don't know. It, it felt strange. Yeah. Now, there's a lot I loved about this, so I want to make sure we get back to that. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I, the the actual last lines were a little, like, jarring for me. Yeah. Um, but I do love the idea of the actual relationship doesn't matter because it's about how we got there. Yeah. I do like that. Yeah, for Th- sure. That is cool. I think I think what happened is maybe it's the first watch. Maybe it's just, like, because y'all went through it. And I'm not saying you're going to love it more if you ever watch it again. Sure. But I think I just, I did not expect any kind of realism. Like I didn't expect it to be realistic. And so I never had that lens. And so I was, maybe that's why it was just not as punchy or anything. Maybe that's the difference is this, this does kind of fall under the fairy tale genre. Like when I think of Sleepless in Seattle, like if, if, if every genre was a book, like whatever Sleepless in Seattle represents for the rom-com is the before bed read. That is 20 yeah. pages long with the pretty pictures, and then they get on the elevator at the end. Like yeah. it just feels like it does yeah. feel fairy tale-ish to me. So as hard as I tried to go <clears> in with no expectations, maybe my expectations were a little more yeah. what I'm used well, to. And, and that's and just it wasn't because that. of like, I mean, it got voted in. So sure. like people yeah. love people like, why? Yeah. You know, so I get it. That's gonna be interesting. I wish there was one that I was seeing for the first time. Yeah, I know. 
Um, I'll be with you after next week. I'm seeing yeah. almost all of them for the first time. This will so. be cool. That, that's great, though. Yeah. I love that. Because I love what that did for you last year. I think you enjoyed yeah. kind of diving into this genre a little bit and figuring yeah. out. But, yeah. Well, that's, that's how great. we all were with Fast and Furious um, a little bit. So here's my super pump. And it might be pretty spicy. But my super pump is Meg Ryan. And let me okay. tell you. So it's really interesting because I don't think there's anyone like her. And I'm not going to say she's like a... I'm not trying to get have her get away with not being like the best actress in the world. Sure. I So she was, I mean, Direction would tell you, she was like the seventh choice. It was yeah. like Kim Basinger, Julia Roberts, Nicole Kidman, like none of these, oh, really? nobody's, Demi Moore, like all of your like typical 90s heartthrob, like they're in rom-com type stuff, right. passed. They just passed because they didn't like, they didn't like the script. Huh. Interesting. Mm. They didn't like the story. And so then Meg Ryan comes in and she's done, uh, you know, she's kind of, for a while was the face of rom-com. She was like, yeah. you've got mail, when Harry met Sally, all this kind of stuff. I think she is so, she does, there's something about her that was charming to where it feels like she just was this regular person that stumbled on set and played a role. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like, I look at Tom Hanks and I'm like, he's a good actor. Sure. But there are times when it's like, he's he's acting, but that's what he's asked to do, right? It's his job. Sure. Yeah. But she just, and I'm not trying to award her for being like lazy no, or not trying no. harder, but she's just like charmingly normal enough yeah. to be just a great like female character. I 100% agree with that. I feel like her performance is not as precise as Tom Hanks. No. I mean, you know what I mean? It's not like as as measured as like, I I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to put a finger on it. Yeah. But it whatever it was, I liked it. Sure. Yeah. It's like if I've if I've had a drink for the first time or tasted something for the first time and I can't I can't get that ingredient. I know I've but had it before. Sip. Yeah. But I want another sip and it's like really familiar to me. But yeah, Meg Ryan is my super pump for this movie. Huh. Yeah. Um just because I liked everything about her scenes. I think there's parts of her. I've told my wife before, and I think I'm adding a third person now, like what mix of actresses she is. Have you ever done that yeah. for your wives? So I feel like Chelsea, uh, for the longest time. And I still, these still hold true. I had two parts, but I've got the third now and it's Meg Ryan. But she's, Chelsea's like Reese Witherspoon and Kristen Wiig. And now like with a little bit of Meg Ryan <clears throat> in terms of like her personality. Mannerisms and yeah. 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 And I think it's kind of fun. Like when, she, when Chelsea gets really goofy, she's Kristen Wiig from Bridesmaids. <laughs> like she's just off the cuff saying whatever she wants. Doesn't care. It's hilarious and stuff. Reese Witherspoon is almost doppelgangery. For Chelsea, in yeah. terms of like, but like a Laurentian cheek line, sure, yeah, yeah, structure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then there's this thing about Meg Ryan that like the charm, and that's probably. I mean, maybe I'm biased. Maybe it's because it reminded me of like things about my wife, it, and that's it my totally super could be. And I, I mean, if if that's the if that is the reaction that her role in this movie that she gave you, then I mean, she I'm did her glad. job, yeah, yeah. But yeah, to to me, she wasn't that at all. But mm-hmm. that that is. What is so interesting about stuff like this is like I know we got completely different reads. I wonder and what I, it is. I want to be very clear that I did not hate her. Yeah. Well, I think we get, and that this was another reason I was excited for Summer of Love because our most like where we've been on so many different sides on reads has been in rom coms. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder what it is about the genre that people just like hold on to just specific like no. I don't know, right? Like there's I think because so frequently the movie is either bad at one and good at the other or bad at both and it is rare to have one that is good at both. So a lot of rom-coms yeah. fail at being romantic or com- or comedic or both. Yeah. Um 
And so, and these aren't all rom-coms, you know, some of these are a little more serious, but like, particularly with rom-coms, I think they're divisive because if it's not funny, then is it really a rom-com anymore? Yeah. And if it's not that romantic, then is it just a comedy? And is it, and if they succeed at both, they have reached an echelon that I don't think many do. Yeah. I wonder if like a deep root of it is of, I don't want to call it a feeling. There's probably a better word for it, but of like emotions or maybe there's the most like branches of love. Like maybe there's just say, I think so it's highly many. subjective. Yeah. And, and you so were talking about, yeah. This movie's version of love just is hard to foreign define. to me. Yeah. This movie's idea that love That's cool. happens and you feel it and it's magic is foreign to me. That is not oh, how yeah. I Well, that didn't love. happen to me either. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, and so I think that it was hard for me to get on board and root for cool. like, like, yeah, chase the guy from the radio because you know it's going to happen because that's wild to me. Yeah. 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 Which I, I, it's pretty it's crazy. supposed to be. And, that gets, and we don't have to have a deep conversation about movies that don't have to do with Sleepless in Seattle. And sure. I know I've been the flagship for that. But it's like, I wonder if some of the things that reach us the most are closest to our opinions of that thing. It could be. Or of that feeling. It could be. Yeah. Or, or different but, in a way that challenges rather than there you annoys. Go. Yeah, because I was saying too, a lot of my movies that I like a lot are the ones that open my mind. Sure. That like stretch me a little bit Well, because more. for me, I feel like this movie, rather than challenging me to think about love in a different way, instead is more just along the lines of like, I watched it and was annoyed on behalf of like, kind of what Doge was talking about, how many people I know that have fallen victim to not being able to like anybody because they're waiting for the magic spark. And maybe that Ooh, happens for them. I maybe get that. that does. Maybe I, that's No, real. I get that. Yeah. But that's that's not how I experience that. You're like, this is fueling the spark. Right, yeah. yeah. I get that. And so, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. But uh, maybe we're just three big old grumps, though. That could that's be also a huge possibility. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> but we get the split and on the drive, Annie hears... Yep, Annie. I keep uh-huh. wanting to say Anne. Annie hears uh, Dr. Uh, oh, I can't remember. I don't know. Something Field. The Doctor's radio show, where yes. Space listens yet, where Sam calls in, or rather Jonah calls in on behalf yep. of Sam. Yep. That scene is great. Oh, that I whole liked, phone I interaction. Liked, yeah, I like the I like the idea of the radio show with anonymous callers being kind yeah. of the structure of Very the story. Much. I, I think that's this. been fun. Um, I love this. Is I feel like we we get to see the first real personality from Jonah. And sort of yeah. his whole vibe. Um, we get to see um, Sam as a father and not just a man in mourning. Yes. And Tom Hanks is so funny. Yes. Yeah. He is so naturally funny. Yes. He's so good. He doesn't even have to say funny things. He's, you know what I he's mean? great with his face. He is. And that seems like such an ignorant <laughs> what thing, a good to, thing say to say about, about an actor. I know. It seems so <laughs> ignorant. Like, he's so good with his face. <laughs> But there's people that aren't, guys. We'll talk about Fast and Furious soon. <laughs> do we do we get uh, the the teeth brushing scene here, or is that in a little bit? You go ahead and do it now. Okay, I think it's in a little bit. Yeah. So the teeth brushing scene. Uh, <laughs> just speaking of that, I, so my super pump is the father son relationship between Sam and Jonah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, watching Tom Hanks as Sam as Jonah's dad, and the way that he he guides and loves, but kind of lets Jonah say what he's feeling and say what he's thinking before the correction, rather mm-hmm. than like, don't say that that's inappropriate. He explains things, and I think that's rare to see in a movie from the '90s in a father son relationship. Sure. To see a dad let the kid. Yeah, it's say definitely the not in Jingle the All the Way. Stuff. Sure, <laughs> that's the only other father son '90s relationship I can think of. That's right <laughs> totally different. <laughs> I love that movie so much. I was thinking of Scott Calvin and Charlie. So, 
Well, that's from, a gr- I think that's a great way to, to yeah. contrast what is that? a single father with a Claus. kid. Oh, um, yeah. That, that's a very authoritarian, like, yeah. figure. And, and, and it's also one half of our Toy Story leads. It's true. <gasps> it's true. But I love, I love the brushing the teeth scene. Just everything that Jonah knows way before his time and things that he... <laughs> and it like, probably was is the she going to scratch up your back? Yeah, that's oh, so funny. Wait, huh? What? <laughs> it's probably going it, to... Like, it might have just been technically to get them in the frame for how close they wanted it. But I even like the little things of like getting on his knees to brush his teeth with his son. Yeah. And like, to hey, be hey, on his the towel. Level. Oh yeah, I need that too. And he rubbed it in. And sometimes- Just two boys. There's something that's about what it that. Was. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sweet. And, and that carries through the whole movie. Do it, you feel like in movies, single dad with kids feels more helpless of a situation than single mom with kids? I think it, oftentimes it's portrayed that way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they yeah. talked about- you know, the, the women in the diner talked about, oh, you know, he just doesn't cover anything in his refrigerator. Sure, right. And it yeah. dries out, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, I I just, I loved, th- this movie could have never showed the female lead and just been about a father-son that was trying to find the right woman for the both of them mm-hmm. as a mother and a wife. I feel like wife. they had more screen time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I would have been just as happy. I, I yeah. love this relationship. Yeah, I do too. It is so fun. It's great. Was that your, you just pumped That's my it? super pump. Oh, it's your super pump. Great. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to, do we want to go to seeing uh, Annie's work? Yeah. Like seeing what she does and how that kind of ties in. Yeah. I, I do want to talk about their their best friends for just a second. Oh, cool. Uh, remind me of the name of the actor who, who plays. Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. He is the director of The Princess Bride. Uh-huh. Many, many funny movies. And he uh-huh. is uh, Jessica Day's dad in New Girl who does the lettuce, tomato, meat, 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 meat. Yeah, I think so, he directed Spinal Tap. He did. So, and best in show, I think. Uh-huh. Is he male Rosie O'Donnell? He deserves more credit than that. Is Rosie O'Donnell female him? I'll give I'll give her that. Their best friends to me felt like they were just like, this is a great archetype. Let's make a boy version and a girl version for our girl and our boy. I never looked at it that way. Rosie gets more screen time, for sure. Rosie does get more screen time, but they're like, even like they're, they have the same voice. Kind of, you know what I mean? Like it's right. Just like, you almost felt like there was going to be a meet cute between those two, right? Yeah, yeah. they they came along great, to actually. the Empire State Building. Yeah, that they're been both funny. out in the cars waiting for them at the bottom of the Empire Dang, State Building. I really, really, really wish that had happened. Come on, the tiramisu conversation had me like yeah, rolling. That's really, it, that funny. was so very funny. good. That's there's really a good. lot of funny that you just felt like were improv, like yeah. ad libbed. Well, particularly, I just think Rob Reiner is one of the most naturally funny people. Oh yeah, um, and it he is feels a like a Larry David to me. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, that he's just being Rob Reiner. Just give him control and he'll do it. He's just being Rob Reiner. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, Absolutely. That's great. Um, Rosie is just Turk to me. Turk. I realized. It's just Turk. Her voice Turk came forever out. and always. It's just Turk. Yep. <laughs> the end. <laughs> That's one of my favorite songs. Turk forever and always. Turk forever and always. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just really, it was Turk, man. Yeah. I couldn't stop. Do, do they work together? Are they both at the, they don't work together, do they? Rosie uh, you know and what? Annie? There's two things I can't answer right now. And it's that question. <laughs> and what does Annie actually do. She's a writer. She's a writer. For the Baltimore Sun. Okay, that's what I thought. There was just so much weirdness surrounding... There kind of was. Funny reference, though. So this was even before Seinfeld. Did you read this? Yes. So they're talking about, like, just in conversation as she's walking into this meeting room, one of the guys who's a writer as well is talking about, like, he's, like, they had just interviewed this guy from New York. They're like, he is so mean, but he makes the best soup. Yep. He's what? just the meanest guy. So soup Nazis are real thing. I didn't thing. think about that. That's and that funny. was like Jerry and, and Larry 
wrote about that for Seinfeld. And this was pre-Soup Nazi and a reference to the Soup Nazi. That is funny. Yeah. That's so crazy. The but guy- th- th- this character, like I love people like that in society. Yeah. That you just know who they are. Like Salt Bay? I, yeah. And Amy I think yeah. Bacon I res- Company. Like yeah, I think like what that. I respect is just this, you don't care. You are yourself. And yep. you didn't try and write now. Salt Bay might have He's tried to on. lean in on. a little bit. Sure. but Now, is Salt Bay the soup Nazi that we deserve for this year? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Uh, now, the bigger guy that's doing the, the, of the two guys that they like have the meeting with. He's in, he is in heavyweights. Is he in Raiders? Is he one of the army guys? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think he is. But he is in heavyweights, know, though. He is Pat from heavyweights. And the second I saw him, my brain was instantly S A T U R. Not, and all I saw was Lars Wemote thrusting in the air. We need a camp series, don't we? Ooh, I Dang, think we that super do. Been a good summer series, huh? Summer camp. <laughs> hey, we're already here, guys. Don't worry about it. Tom McGowan, maybe no, it wouldn't have been him in Raiders. He's too young. Before we talk about the back half of this movie and get to the back half of this podcast, let's take a quick pit stop. To the half for shout announcements. Welcome to Shout Announcements. It's yes. part of the show where we make shout outs and give announcements. Except reverse. Strike that, reverse it. As Willy Wonka would say, our first shout out. Oh, I thought that was Missy Elliott. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Missy, Missy Wonka. It's yep. your from a nimble flame, the absent. That's all I, I don't think I said the words. I'm glad I didn't because this would have a big old E by it if we said those actual words. That's Go. pretty good. Go. So the first shout out we're going to give is pretty standard. It's to Waxspace and to Tyler Station. Thank you, Waxspace and Tyler Station. We're frequently in you doing stuff. And uh, also, Crumb and Kettle. Yeah. yeah. Once again, we drank your coffee and we bought some tacos from you. Big fan. Yep. Shout out to Taco Deli for providing those to Crumb and Kettle. Yeah. Shout out Very to good. Target. My shirt it's nice for is these from morning there. pods. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I want to say a big special thank you to everybody who participated in our Whatcha Streaming Q and A on Instagram this last week. That was super fun, and Love you it. guys have yeah. great taste. That's I true. don't think there was a single show that somebody wrote in that we were like. Oh, why would you watch that? Right. Like everybody's got great taste and it's super fun to see what we're all watching. And I love, I love having the Two Chunks community adding to yeah. like, like advice and stuff. We yeah. should probably do more stuff like that. Absolutely. Super cool. Yeah, give us a follow over there on Instagram because we're going to be doing a lot more stuff like that. Yeah. That was super fun. Extra stress on that follow. I mean, our I love our Instagram account. Doge does a phenomenal job. Um, it's just pretty. The chooser's choice. I, I can't say enough. Like that was a really well put together, kind of minimalist. It was fun because there's like this poster at my house. There is. That's exactly that what made me want to do that. Because he was over for a Cinco de Mayo party and, and fell in love with that and then just ran with it. And yeah. I just love his mind. And so- um, It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. <laughs> um, uh, another thing too, keep looking for your famous friends uh, or famous friends that know famous friends. Yeah. Yes. We, we want need, that. We need the hookup. It's our birthday and we want it. We've got some good leads already, so we need you to jump in. We do. We do. Yes, the Um, way that's going to work is you're going to send us the famous people that you know, and we're going to interview them on our second birthday. That is October 10th of this year. Probably. 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 (laughs) The the most famous person that we collectively know will will be asked to be a guest on our show. It can't can't not be a good thing, right? (laughs) We'll see, right? It's going to be really exciting. Uh, And so, speaking of famous... Mm. I'm going to be on my third podcast of the year. Okay, you think wow. you're better than me. That's cool, man. <laughs> Shout out to Story Shape Life. They're okay. still doing their thing. It's great. It's true. Uh, Enneagram, they're on the Enneagram right now. Also, the Board Baptist Podcast. 
it's a fun combination of like sports faith uh, and just conversations about how sports kind of shape personalities and kind of who we are, some narratives. Hmm. Uh, it's not for everybody, obviously. Do y'all know who won the Nash- the uh, NBA championship last night? It was the Boston Celtics. Okay. See, that's why I'm on this podcast. They're a so basketball it's about team, sports. though. They are a basketball so team. So I was and in they the right won. vein. Uh, so give that a listen. That'll be coming out next week. And uh, we'll shout that out again as we get closer. Another thing that we'd like to do, please review. Review please. the podcast. We're so close. Yeah, like We're close. really, really close right now. Uh, and so we've got about 45 reviews left before we've checked, almost checked our final box that is in our control. Yeah. yeah. Um, the two years comes up around that time, October 10th. And so we could have a lot to celebrate in the fall. Uh, and you, regardless whether we meet that goal or not, you'll be the reason yeah. that we celebrate yeah. it. So no, please. Best. And just to be clear what we're aiming for on that, by our second birthday, we're shooting to get 200 reviews in and we're super close. So thanks to everybody that left a review and... Get out there and get to typing. Type it up. Start leaving them. Yeah. And speaking of you guys being awesome and doing great things, you picked some great movies for this Summer of Love 2 Return to Summer series. And the next movie that we're going to talk about next week is going to be Sweet Home Alabama starring Reese. Wait, what's she holding? It's a spoon. (laughs) She's with her spoon. spoon. It's Reese Witherspoon. Wow. Watch. I was hoping that wasn't the joke you were going to yeah, make. Yeah, I was also hoping it wasn't the joke <laughs> I was going to make. And yet, here we are. <laughs> so, now what? I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> so, make sure you tune in. It's going to be awesome. Yep. We'll be coming home to you with Sweet Home Alabama. Dead coming. I was so proud of just finding a lyric from that song. Porky Pig. We'll be and now we're going back to the show. And we're back. <laughs> that gets weirder every episode. I think that's the goal. Do you so, think that's anyone else's goal, though? No. <laughs> do you think, think they're like? I can't not. wait to hear how do we you get think back. That, do you think that maybe <laughs> two out of the three people on this podcast want that? I think <laughs> most listeners miss the beginning of the coming back from shout announcements by about thirteen seconds because they hit the fifteen second skip right. They just scrub right there. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. That's funny. I love it. It's my goal. I want to put like deep personal confessions in that thirteen seconds so that they're always <laughs> missed. Ooh, y'all missed that? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I Just, prefer thick noodles to small linguine. <laughs> what? I do, though. You do. I like a bready pasta. <laughs> Good, dude. I like a bready pasta. <laughs> I'm happy for you, no, man. Nobody's going to know. They're all already to the next part of the show. <laughs> Which is what? Let's Maybe we go there, too. I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay, where are we in this story? We are just about the time where uh, everybody's getting all riled up and trying to meet Sam. He's getting letters, and he's getting propositions, and he's starting to ask out, don't remember her name, the designer. Not, I don't know if it's memorable. Don't know. Her hair is a triangle. We can call it a triangle. Her hair is a full-blown triangle. I think one of the Rugrats' parents has triangle hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Her laugh. Is oh, a lot. Is the worst. It's too much. Yeah, it's a lot. If if it's, if, it's, that, it's if, if that was much. her, I'm most tickled. I get this once a month or ten times you a year. It, yeah. Love it because you know you you know you're good friends when they laugh real hard. Yeah, that's what you remember. Yeah, um, I got the vibe that she was trying to do that. I think so. so yeah, you know. And we talked about how this movie is uh, pre Seinfeld. Yeah, but so did Jerry take his style from Tom Hanks on a date? Tom like the, Hanks the going on a date and the tall pants. Yeah, looks like 
He has no tie. Looks like he has a tie. He's tied tie. with a his short, hair. A short, it's a super short tie. It's a short tie. Yeah. Short tie with a little. It's like not pointed at the bottom. It's like flat. At the How yeah. interesting! And this is the point when Jonah's like, but 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 but. Yeah 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 yeah. The girl. Yeah. So from Baltimore, Annie from Baltimore, Annie from Baltimore, and so that's when we start to get. Jonah pulling strings to make that happen, mm-hmm. which is cool. And then when we have Annie, I love the scene when she's waking up with Walter in the middle of the night to listen because Turk is like, hey, you should listen. He's on yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, and his right humidifier face. is going like a volcano. The scene where he's like handing her the the jug after he's dumped it, they're like down to uh, a science. The process of yeah. getting ready for bed is so good. Yeah. Here's the thing though. I got to respect him for being on top of his self-care game. Yeah, it's you know what way I mean? up there. But I think he's, it's less self-care and more, I, I will die if I don't do this. I think it's less like, Which I'm is, taking care of myself. I think that's a form of self-care. It's a form it of is. self-preservation, <laughs> certainly. Being alive still is definitely the, probably the number one point of anybody's self-care yeah, foundation. Not like, I work on that all the time. He's not like, I'm trying to be moist and have glowing skin. He's like, I will dry out and shrivel like a craisin if I'm not careful. <laughs> that is funny. We were talking about how much our wives bumped up our self-care game. Oh, huge. I have recently, within the past week, bought three new kinds of face wash, new shampoo, and new conditioner, and new deodorant. Yeah. All, all just a totally different experience. And I feel like I was just born for the first time. Right? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm moisturized. I'm, I've never moisturized so before. We've got a shower moisturizer. that it, It's like, it's funny. I, there's so many th- times in my life as a man, I feel primitive. Like, why don't I understand something like this? Like, why does the smell of meat make me like, oh, like I want to find it. And there's just the things that happen that like make me like, oh, like grunt or something. Real home improvement of you. Real home improvement. Uh, So there's this, we use this, I could not believe that I could put on a moisturizer in the shower in a place full of moisture. And yet it makes my skin smooth and it stays. This is magic. It doesn't wash off. This is mad. No, you're supposed sense. to do it in the shower. That's wild. That makes sense. Onto wet skin. I Whatever. Have, I have recently become a lotion boy. I've never been a lotion boy, but I'm a face lotion boy now. I and it too. feels like whenever Tarzan tries on his dad's suit. Yeah. He was just like, I can stand on two feet? <laughs> this is unbelievable. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about the like sulfate free shampoo game. Yeah. And all that oh, stuff. yeah. And if I grew my hair out, just by the way, it would look like Tom Hanks in this movie. Have you ever done one of, oh, same for me, just dude. Just real poofy. Yeah. Poofy same and curly. Me. Have yeah. y'all ever done like the, uh, like under eye, like gel mask things? No. no. I desperately want to do like a face mask that you peel off and it hurts. They're good. These don't hurt hardly ever, but. Those are fun. Chelsea has some of those too. Right I recommend oh, it. Man. Bring some next week when we record. I can totally do that. Let's let's face mask while we record. <laughs> let's do it. That will be five hundred dollars <laughs> though. So I'm I'll, kidding. I want to talk about something in this movie that is my super dump and that bothers me a lot. Okay. And I understand that it's a product of the time that it was created in, and I get that. I want to talk about the treatment of our female characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I, I take real issue with a lot of this. Particularly, it is most egregious. Uh, to me at the scene with Sam and his friend and his wife. Um, I can't remember who plays his friend, um, but it's the ones who give him the Tupperware at the beginning. That's his sister. Is it? It's supposed to be his sister and her husband. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Who is so, his wife? Who so is then Tom Hanks' actual Hanks wife. wife in real life. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah. So, <clears throat> she, Acting. She, um, Acting. In this scene, it drove me crazy, and I understand it was the 90s, whatever, played up for a joke. I don't think we excuse it, though. Just the treatment of like women cry over nothing and men don't understand emotion. 
Oh yeah. This dichotomy is all throughout this movie. Yeah. And it's it's very frustrating. Sign to of me. the times. I I agree, but I, I still don't it, like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, in this scene where she is just like nonsensically crying over something that she can barely get out because she's even thinking about it, and she's just withering away into nothing but a tearful mess, while the men laugh and are like, "Yeah, in the war movie uh, with the grenades, I just can't even handle it." Yeah, yeah you're yeah, the yeah. improv that, which is great. The response to that, good, yeah. good improv. Dirty dozen, yeah. But. It's not just this scene. It's just the most clear in this scene. Mm. It's it's all throughout, and I think it's it's part of um, Annie's character of being very like up in the clouds all the time. Yeah, in a lot of ways, and like not settling for. I'm not saying she should settle, but like a lot of her reasons for I can't settle for the consistency of Walter because I just have these dreams of magic. It feels like they tried to feminize feminize the desire for love. Mm. And, like, I just had a problem with, like, Meg Ryan wanted a magical love, and so did Tom Hanks, but Tom Hanks mostly wanted, like, a reliable partner and, sure. like, you know what I he mean? He wanted it, but yeah. more jaded to it because he just lost right. what he yeah. thought was the only chance at it. And, it. and if that was the only reason that it came across like he was jaded was just because of his loss, hmm. then yeah. I would get it. But it seemed like a lot of times it was coming from man. Man is jaded for love. Yeah, it, it is, I think, inherently reductive in the way that we stereotype our genders in this one. So yeah, I, I, I get that. I just found it really frustrating, I think. But particularly the fact, the idea that all of these women are blindly throwing themselves at somebody they've never met because he's sad and yeah. single. You know what I mean? Like, okay, the weirdest thing to me about this whole thing is that the way that, that Annie decides to get a picture of him. Yeah, is a private detective. By, like being impersonated, like hiring a private detective impersonating the FBI. That's my super dump. Really? Is it mm-hmm. really? You talk about it then. Yeah, I mean, it's just this. It wasn't like a flex of technology either. No, it just felt weird to It me. was kind of an un- and really unrealistic. Again. And again, too, we've already kind of said the stage is set for not necessarily modern fantasy, but modern fantasy concept Yeah, in yeah. terms of a love story. Sure. But man, we just skipped a bunch of like I don't know I I w- I'm trying to think of a better way for her to actually track him Here's down. What I'm thinking like use but that- the like the like Ripley on not a, like just asking the database yeah, yeah. what's uh, going yeah. on you know is- yeah. well, I, I'm, I'm thought- fine with the database I think like have her look at the database and find that he's an architect. And then she orders a copy of like a newspaper article about him or maybe something. We like just he won an award as an architect. Maybe we just didn't get enough I mean? background on what actually she does for her job. If you could have explained that that's kind of what she does or if it's for like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a tabloid vibe or something. Yeah, I really thought she was going to TMZ, write an actual article about TMZ. him and go meet him under the guise of a reporter. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, there's. I think there's just <clears throat> other better ways for her to get a photo of him and to have her first meeting with him. That I think they give her. I do too. They give her Super more up. strength as a character. It would because they give her more agency than just I'm hopelessly in love with this guy that I heard on the radio. Yeah, right. Uh, fun fact too, and I, I'm sure y'all might have read about this, but dumped in Denver when they're having all the different like whatever in Miami. Dumped in Denver is the director. That's her voice. Oh yeah. no, no, right. no, right. which is really funny. That's cool. Yep. I like stuff like that. And she's done a lot of rom com type stuff. Yeah, she was. She was for a long time like. On top, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And her son Zach is so good in high school. Musical. Are they related? No, no, not I even wish they the same. Were. Nope. <laughs> is this with an F? Yeah, that's crazy, man. F- Can you believe I've it? Always said that's crazy. F E P H R O N. Feffron. Feffron. Zach Feffron. Zach Feffron. 
How are you going to go to bed? You left your fef on. Nice. Nice, dude. I don't even know what a fef is. But it's on. It's, it's on. on. I do know that much. <laughs> so the ending of this movie, and by ending, I mean like kind of act three, is sort of just a rapid sequence of events um, that are like a bunch of near misses. Yeah. Which I find deeply enjoyable. Yeah, those are fine. The Jonah I love jumping how much on the plane. I hate it. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, like, I love how much I hate that it's happening. Oh, Does that, that you, sense? like, want them to bump into each other? Right, right, yeah. right. I love that the movie's like, uh-uh-uh, they don't get to meet yet. No, yeah. they don't get to meet yet. Yeah. No, they yeah. don't get to meet yet. I think yeah. that's great. Um, like, her her letter when he walks out to go on the date instead of read the letter and, like, give it the time of day, that whole thing. And then Jonah... Now, it seems irresponsible <laughs> for a that kiddo. Jonah can just do this, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 But how many 90s kids were just trying to be adults and people thought it was cute? Kevin McAllister, baby. Macaulay Culkin. Like, it's, I'm running a home by myself. Why the heck aren't your parents already back at the house? Right. You know, all this kind of stuff that happens that, yeah, I don't know. When do you think the child actor took off? You can't say Shirley Temple because she was just like some random goddess of like cinema. I feel like it's got to be like an 80s thing. I was thinking thinking like that. Yeah. Yeah, I really was thinking ET. Yeah, I think yeah. we've I think we've accidentally stumbled upon like the like golden a, age, a big like inner genre type thing. Well, I think we're in a new golden age of child actors. If I'm being real, um, here in 2019. Do you think it's because of the Stranger Things kids? I think and that's things like it helpful, stuff like that. Yeah, I think yeah. that's supremely helpful. It is helpful, and there. But it, what's so interesting? Why do we have so many? good child actors that are paired up in like some pretty scary stuff. Because children in danger is some of the scariest our, things we can experience. It takes I us think. right to the inside of yeah, our souls. I think of so, like, this yeah. is how I feel anyways. Well, that's yeah. an archetype that we're following from Stephen King. I mean, that's like his, yeah. his MO sure. largely. And then we turn around and have Sleepless in Seattle where Jonah is alone in New York City and it's just fine. He's just fine. Like, why isn't the taxi driver saying anything? Why is the taxi like, where's your dad? Yeah. Poor mom. Where's, where's your daddy? Well, and to be fair, he jumps in. He's like, I'm meeting somebody. So, hey, money talks. Yeah. I'm going to meet my <laughs> new mom, is what he says. Yeah, that's pretty rough. That's yeah, pretty rough. that's like, like call a, the cops. As brother. a cab driver, be like, where's your old one? Yeah. <laughs> Where, hey, where's current mom? Oh, hey, that's hey, fun. Kid? You know, you're the third kid today meeting their new mom at the that's top of the Empire State Building. <laughs> And they smoked a lot goes, in New York in the 90s. He goes, you're going to spit off of it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Jonah, even a kid is basically like, probably not. Yeah. What? No. no. <laughs> I forgot that taxi driver was also like the secretary for Monsters Incorporated. <laughs> I'm watching you, You're going to spit off of it? You're going to meet your new mom. <laughs> Twilight, new mom. Oh, where was that joke three months ago? No idea. Very good. <laughs> Can we go to the Empire State Building? Yeah. Um, Can we just do that? Before that, okay. I would like to go on this. Oh, I do like the apple peel. I don't know why I raised my yes. hand. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I live in a life of education. <laughs> oh, yes, um, Carter, in the front. I did like the apple peel. That was awesome. That your mom could peel an entire apple on one yeah. slice or whatever. I think I want more stuff like that. Right after, too. like a couple of scenes See, after we saw Meg Ryan peel y'all are, the apple. Okay, your point is getting to me even more now. What if we had more of these things to where it's almost like a, like there's a spirit of love 
and it doesn't just go away; it just moves to somebody else. Yeah, right. I think I think I'd be okay. If we're gonna with go the fairy tale, stuff, go fairy tale. Like if we okay. lean more I'm into it, I'm along. okay I'm with coming that. along with that. And and like let's have let's have Jonah watching a home movie of his mom and the way that she like rollerblades, but in a really like strange and like quirky just, way. Your mom always ripped the knees out of her jeans when she rollerbladed. Right, yeah. and then I like, cut need, to Meg Ryan falling straight on her and knees. And don't while do it to death. Give Walter. me three to five yeah. of those things, and let's spread them out. Give me three. We need a three beat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Give me three of those. And let's let's make the last one something big that she can do again for us on I, top of the Empire State Building. I think the Apple thing stands out for a lot of people that have seen the movie. Like, that's one of their favorite I parts. Loved it. And it could be that that's the deep inside what hey. you want the rest of it to be. Okay, so here's the three then. Like, one of them is something about rollerblading. And Whatever, then she, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, something a, a like that. Away. A physical yeah. thing. The other is peeling the apple. And the other is, like, uh, Jonah says, like, mom is the only one that that knew Harvey, my bear. Right? I was oh, going to say, dude, I was Harvey. Harvey. And then she goes, the she only one that like, talks to him like a person. And then she's like, who is this? And he's like, it's Harvey. And she's like, nice to meet you, Harvey. And oh, he talks and it would have been like placed so well and in the movie. And then Tom Hanks sees that and is like, she loves my son the way that my wife Or did. she could. Or she could. Not jump yeah. That, yeah. that could. is not just a love at first sight thing. That's his some strange familiarity. Sure. Yes. Of and the way then that he can jump in with, then he can jump in with, I'm Sam. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Credits. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. That would be great. And I don't want to come in here and be like, we can improve sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> no way. No, yeah. I'm but just like, we're that's maximizers. That's just what I want. That would have made me like it better. Sure. Doesn't mean it would be better, but that's how what, I would like it That's better. what I was looking for, I think, maybe, yes. without cool. knowing it. Cool. Um, but we get, I want to talk about the strange day that Walter and Annie have before they get, their Valentine's Day is they're looking for their China and they decide on 10 place settings. Yeah, it's the same one. I think they tried to do, and they do it well a lot in this movie, is you want to find some kind of like Seinfeld obscurity that everyone's experienced. Right. Or enough people have experienced. Yeah. Right. That's just like, oh, you know, there's that one guy. They're that's like, really not enough, it. 12's too much. Boom. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they do that. Did y'all register for China for your weddings? No, because I don't plan on the queen ever coming to <clears throat> my know, house. we didn't either. We didn't do China. We did, I mean, we did. Like plates and yeah, yeah. plates and, yeah, yeah. and stuff. I mean, you gotta no. eat, but, but we have. I mean, there's only so much inherited china that you can keep. Like, if the five generations before you have some that they're gonna keep passing down, well, eventually, why get any more? I've got too much. Yeah, <laughs> eventually, you're flush with china. I'm flush yeah, so with much china. china. Now we um, we see them go to. I think it's Tiffany, right? The jewelry store. Tiffany's. Tiffany's and um, company. She. It's weird because she gets the ring. Then she didn't have it before. She gets the ring then, but he didn't get it from Tiffany's. He just had it resized, and any at place Tiffany. can resize a ring. Yeah. So it seems strange to me that he waited until New York at I think, Tiffany's I to think resize the ring. The actual ring that they use in the movie, though, is a Tiffany's ring. So it's a plug. So it's a it's That's a product our Reese's pieces. Thing. Yeah. Earlier. I don't know. Because Tiffany's know. is in New York and it's not in Baltimore. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just a, such a weird Valentine's Day leading yeah. up to this dinner in 30 Rock. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, yeah. I get the looking over to the Empire State Building. No, I love it. Like the visible, yeah. I think that's great. And right and I, I do want to talk about their dinner before we jump to the top of the building. Do and it. their dinner is such a weird breakup. Yeah. Nobody's going to be that okay with that. No way. I don't think there's a reality where somebody's like, yeah. I mean, like, dude on the radio, probably great. Yeah, I wish I could find it. I feel like I've seen it done like that before and I liked it. I didn't like it as much in this. I feel like that's a thing that happens in, in rom-coms. So like if the girls, sometimes, if the girl's with the wrong guy, the wrong guy is totally cool with that. 
I, think it's like, well, go, I think it goes I, both ways. I get it. You're with the wrong person. It's the right. wrong person is almost like the surrogate for the audience watching the movie. Like yeah. they know, they yeah, have yeah. the knowledge that it we do sometimes. It feels like when movies do this, they want to have their cake and eat it too. They want exactly. to have the breakup that leads to a better relationship without the pain of the breakup and hurting that's someone why we else. Didn't like, that's why we didn't like uh, that part of the notebook. Right. It's, yeah. like, it's like, no, you're going <gasps> to hurt somebody. That's part of it. Is this gender flipped notebook? No, no. There's too many plot. Dude's got a weird stalker. Like, like she's a stalker. She only wrote two letters. She she flew across the country to meet a guy she never met. She only wrote two letters because she was in love with her every day for a year. I see parts of it. I won't completely squash it, but I don't completely. They are never birds. Not even one time are they birds. Not one time are they birds. That's a good point. (laughs) Hey, hey. There's like not really even any birds in this movie, and there's like a thousand in the notebook. Yeah, there's so, so many. Almost none in this movie. <laughs> Did you know some of those birds? They so they shot it once and then couldn't get all the birds. So some of the birds are cut up garden hoses. <laughs> they reused it from raiders, just like and I some of them are lizards without flag. without yeah, feet. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. Which is just a snake. We didn't really spend time on that. But. Some of them are blown up Wii Sports remotes. <laughs> Sleeves. Okay. <laughs> um, so the, it's just this nothing breakup of like, yeah, absolutely. You can we get to the Empire State Building? Yeah, let's do the Empire State How Building. How about the crazy reveal in the elevator from this guy running the elevator that Sleepless in Seattle was the very first installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> that Stan Lee <laughs> makes a cameo to show us the connection. And we'll talk, we can go back to Endgame and edit that of like what Sleepless in Seattle meant to Endgame. I think there's a time stamp in New York at that point. It looks so much like Stan Lee when I first saw the guy. And I'm so used to, because probably, well, I mean, literally 21 of the last movies I've seen in the last 10 years have had Stan Lee in them. And so I'm just like, oh, that's a big thing. He's always in there. Right. There was a fraction of a second that I was like, Marvel. Wait, what am Uh, I doing? What's what's the name of the guy, the lead actor in An Affair to Remember, the movie that they're all obsessed with? Is that Cary Grant? Cary Grant, yeah. That should have been Cary Grant. He did. But it should have been him. Yeah. You know I mean? But like that's the thing. Like pick if 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 Cary Grant's dead, pick a movie with a like an old romance movie with an actor in it. Well, they wanted it alive. to be the top of the the imp- top of the Empire State Building was the significant part. I know. I just can't get away from how great it would have been if if that elevator man was played by the guy in the movie, and it's just like a little a little nod, like a well, little like like, like uh, you know I mean? when Dick Van Dyke was the bank owner. Yeah, 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 yeah. In, yeah. in the new Mary Poppins movie, exactly. Like if it, like if it was Zach Feffron. Yes. Zatch Feffron. Nora, yes. Nora's n- nephew. Wouldn't that be crazy? Nora's, Nora, Nora Efron's nephew, Zatch Feffron. Nora, Nora Efron's nephron, Zatch Feffron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, here's where we get the, uh, the, are you Annie from Baltimore? No. Are you Annie? And nobody's like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, one lady, the last lady he asks, the blonde. She's the worst actor in this movie. I want to start trying to pick out these She's extras like, that no. gave up. And then just robo In E.T., it was the shotgun cops. Yeah. In this one, it's this lady who's just like, I, I mean, I guess there's dull people out there, right? No. But no one was like, I'm going to embody someone people forget. Like, you don't do that. Are you or maybe you do. don't overact. You're like, I'm sorry, I'm not your mommy. Like, what do you do? Like, no. No, I couldn't be. It's impossible. <laughs> it's not me. Yeah, and it just jumps. No, that's awful. Yikes. I wish you. Sorry. Where's my mind? But it all happened because it was crappy, crappy lady. Yeah, and uh, sits and cries at the backpack, goes home. Nope, they forgot the backpack. And then, nice to meet you. Let's hold hands. Yeah. They have good love eyes, though. 
They, they really have good do. love eyes. I, I wanted to that. kiss them both. <laughs> a three-way kiss. Triple kiss. Triple kiss. A thris. Mm. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it ends... Much like it began. I do. No, I do pump the final line. I do love yeah. that a love story's final line was, nice to meet you. But it's not, though. Yeah, it is. No, because it's immediately followed with, shall we go? No, no, no. Nice to meet you is the last line in the elevator. Is it? Yeah, because she's yeah. like, Sam. Like, she hears his name for the first time. Nice to meet you, Sam. End. Oh, yeah. Well, good. He says, Jonah shall we smiling. Go? Doors closed. Yeah. I do like that. And I like and the bad CG of the Empire State Building. Yeah, but I like that it has the heart on it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is it time to rate it? Yeah. It is. Let's rate it. Using science. <laughs> Uh, we here at Two Chunks and a Hunk have perfected the art of movie rating using the scientific cinema scale, and that is as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy, buy that poster. poster. The next best thing, that's buy it. Followed by rent it and then stream it. After that, it's forget it and last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God, God hath forsaken, forsaken us. I'll go first. Okay. okay. I'm going to give this movie a stream it. I'm glad I watched it. I feel like it's foundational to a lot of future rom-coms. Love Tom Hanks. Love that father-son relationship. Uh, it, it was definitely worth a watch. I probably am not super interested in watching it again. It's a stream yeah. for me. I'm going to give this movie a buy it. And I do so because it is the white bread of movies, I think. Mm. Like it is it is virtually inoffensive and it's pretty wholesome. Yeah, It's not something that you can have for every meal. But sometimes it's great to put a piece of white bread in the toaster and just enjoy your bread. Yeah, I'm going to buy it too. And I think because some of my favorite rom-coms are the ones that are not going to be too taxing for me to yeah. watch, if that makes sense. Because there's some that are like, uh Because E.T., we all bought that poster. And it was one of the like highly applauded movies we've ever reviewed. Yeah. But... I will not watch that every day. Personally, it exhausts me. Yeah, it's it's a it's a journey. And I there are all, I think all of our Choosers Choice movies were like that, where it's just like, this is great. Yeah. I need a break from something this this taxing. For sure. sure. And to me, one of the one of the sweet spots, I'm gonna say one of them, because there are things like Crazy Stupid Love that actually have some pretty fun plot lines that are unique to rom-com. But a, a good sweet spot for me is is that something that's not taxing that I can semi-have in the background that just kind of gives me not necessarily like deep feels, but just like charm. There's just a good charm about yeah. it. So it's it's a buy yeah. for me. Yeah, I love that. I, I think this is going to be a uh, spicy series for us, just as far as like differing opinions on these movies go. I think we're going to have a lot of as yeah. history. So that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. excited for that. Yes. So don't forget, next week's movie is Sweet Home Alabama, starring Reese with a spoon. It's going to be great. She's there. It's going to be a good one. And while you're not forgetting things, also don't forget to rate and review and send in your famouses. Mm. We want to meet them. Mm. Excellent. To close the episode, I'd like for us each to say our name and to say what the modern equivalent in our head of a call-in radio show would be to meet your spouse in today's modern world. For Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders. And I think this movie would probably have Sam and Annie meeting via Instagram Live. I'm Doge, and... I think that Sam would be a guest on a podcast and she would hear him that way. Mm. I'm Carter and guys, I think we're swiping right. <gasps> Tinder? I hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.